I'm Tass Mellis of The Starters. This is Ben Golver with the Open Floor Podcast. Hi, I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff. I'm OG Ananobi of the Toronto Raptors. Hey, I'm Elena Donon, and welcome to the Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch Podcast. Welcome to the Double Clutch Podcast. I'm lead writer and occasional host, Josh Coyne. Today, we're taking a swift turn in the direction of total nonsense as we go without the NBA season due to the increasingly alarming coronavirus pandemic. To try and provide much-needed distraction, I'm joined by fellow contributor, uh, Nick Whitfield. Hello, Nick. Hello, Josh. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And we're also joined by a friend of mine, friend of the podcast uh, from Stafford, England. It's Anthony Gale. How's it going, Ant? Hello, Josh. Thank you for having me on the Double Clutch podcast. Absolutely no problem. Um, Full disclosure, um, today we're going to do something that I formulated the plan for the show and then kind of Googled the concept and realised that there's about 15 different YouTubes of people playing the same format. But we're too far now, so you might as well continue. Uh, we're not trailblazing by any means, but I hope that you enjoy it. Today, we're doing a weird MBA version of Two Truths, One Lie. So, Two Truths, One Lie, or as I like to call it, Two Paul Pierces and One Brian Colangelo. Um, for those of you who have never played the game, here are the rules. Firstly, do you guys have a pen and paper? Yes. Affirmative. Well, we'll go through five rounds. Each round, I will tell two truths and one lie, using random trivia about the lives of current and former NBA players. Contestants receive one point for each correctly identified lie. Nick and Ant will face off against each other and the scores will tally up as we go along. Each contestant will be asked for their answer individually with some time to deliberate with their own thoughts. Time taken by each contestant will be strictly to my discretion as quiz master. Crucially, absolutely no Googling. And we can hear your clicks and typing, so no fooling anybody if audible clicking takes place without a kind of reasonable explanation. You will be dot points In the case of a draw after five rounds for a sudden death situation, I will throw in a deciding random trivia question and the first to answer that question wins. Are we ready? How do we feel about it, guys? That's all fine. I've I've prepped about 10 um, pretty believable lies about random clicking, so I'm pretty confident that I might be able to slip that under the radar if you uh, catch me out. Well, considering the whole idea is that I have found a way to make up um, good lies, I feel as though I'm kind of trained mm. in the dark arts of being able to identify yeah. your bullshit. <laughs> what about you, Nick? I have my feathered quill ready to go to keep me from the evils of Googling. <laughs> Very much appreciated. So, away we go. Round one is the bad boy round. In the Opening round, I'm going to list a series of NBA player misdemeanors. It's your job to point out the fictional one. During each round, uh, after I have named all three options, I will then throw it over to one individual. 
and then the next. So, the bad boy round. Option one. Former Celtic and Oklahoma City Thunder Centre Nenad Kristic once spent a night in a Greek police station for throwing a chair at a fellow player. His defence for the incident was that he thought it was a fan. Ex-Raptor, Celtic, Pelican and current Timberwolves player development associate Greg Steinsma, draft eligibility was waived in 2008 after he was charged for indecent exposure at a hometown bas- baseball game. Former Pelicans and Suns guard Archie Goodwin was once taken into custody for an altercation that took place on an ice rink in Arkansas. While skating, Goodwin became entangled with a fellow skater and after refusing to stop fighting, he was chased off the rink by a policeman and after much resistance was arrested. So the options are, guys, Nenad Kristic throwing a chair at a fellow player and thinks it's a fan, Greg Steinsma, draft eligibility was waived because of indecent exposure, or Archie Goodwin getting in a fight on an ice rink. I'm going to throw it over to Nick Whitfield first. What's your answer? I think the lie is... Greg Steisma with indecent exposure. Okay, and what about you, Ant? I think it's Archie Goodwin <clears throat> on the ice rink, only because, am I allowed to give my reasoning, or do you want me to run through this a bit quicker? Absolutely, take it through. I, did, did, I can't get, so when you read out that scenario, and you said a policeman chased him off the ice, so I just can't get the image out of my head of a, a comical ice sort of skating chase off the ice. Uh, and just, I don't know, a policeman on hand on the ice rink. Uh, that might just be me over-imagining it. You might have just meant chasing him out of the rink, but I just can't get that visual out of my head, and that seems the most fantastical. Well, in the description I provided, it didn't state if there were kind of custom-made um, police skates, uh, and it does give off a kind of Benny Hill, Benny Hill vibe. Yeah. On that um, as well, I was just glad to hear that Greg, Greg Stars was getting work, actually. I, I didn't, I'd lost track of his um, career arc. He was an NBA 2K 11, 11 I think, favourite of ours. So Yes, yes, yeah. he was. And and I, I picked him namely because he seems like the sort of guy I can imagine Josh writing fan fiction about. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this has been some wonderful throwbacks already. This game's kicked off. I'm loving it. Okay, so to reveal... I can officially reveal that I indeed did write some fan fiction about Greg Steinsma, who did not expose himself at a baseball game. So that makes it 1-0 to Nick Whitfield. But there's plenty of time to come back for Anthony Gale. I'm kind of um, I'm kind of happy to lose that in a way, just because that scenario of him getting chased off the ice is is real. And uh, I don't know, I think history is a better thing for that having happened. (laughs) <laughs> it's quite astonishing and also you're just happy to see that Greg Steinsman's doing okay yeah yeah no, I think yeah I, I I would have hated it if that was true I have no idea why but in my head the policeman chasing him is Joe Pesci from Home Alone <laughs> yes perfect <laughs> perfect oh she does sort of the slide under the the, the open like, like the, the nutmeg at one point <laughs> that's that's more than perfect um Moving on to round two before we go into kind of serious rabbit holes. Um, the NBA endorsement round. So for this round, I'm going to name uh, three endorsements involving NBA players. What kind of guy is Isaiah Thomas? He's quick, 
fiery and determined. And I'm a pizza guy. That's why I'm loving the fresh from scratch pizza at Pizza Guy. Are you a pizza guy? Then get the pizza guys. Real pizza, real value, pizza guys. Um, they, one of them obviously is false and two of them are valid and true endorsements. A series of protective face masks with Quincy Poindexter branding based on his frequent masked on-court appearances. The face of current Chicago Bulls forward Laurie Markkinen plastered on medium spiced hot sauce in his home nation of Finland. And finally, a number of special edition smart cars with images of Kobe Bryant plastered across the side of the vehicle. We're going to hand it over to Ant first. Um, oh, that's. <clears throat> they all seem quite un- unbelievable. So. Um, I'll go for the smart cars and Kobe, and I don't really know why, but I just thought I'd pick one. Okay, what about you, Nick? I will pick option one, Quincy Poindexter and the face mask, just because I don't know who's giving him an endorsement deal. <laughs> As, yeah, actually, that's my my oh my guess is really falling down on that logic now. I'm going to have to take the first guess. Um, you do have some time to try and explain and verbalize your thought process uh, in the next future rounds, but I have to take your first answer on this occasion. So, I can reveal that Nick Whitfield has taken an early 2-0 lead uh, because Quincy Poindexter does not have branded face masks based on the fact that on a few occasions he did have uh, a face mask due to certain injuries. Um, how do you feel with uh, the, the the lead so early on, Mick? Well, I, I feel I'm not getting ahead of myself. But ha- had that been uh, Rip Hamilton, maybe I would have picked one of the others. It just seemed too uh, too far fetched. Uh, even if he maybe if he was from a small country like Markkinen, Markkinen they're going to plough on everything in Finland. So Chile uh, wasn't a big surprise to me. That's very good logic. And how my, do you feel? Um, I've just realised why it's gone so wrong. I think my judgment was clouded there by <clears throat> when I uh, got into NBA, which was um, thanks to the, uh, your, the host, Josh Coyne. Um, I did have a, a sort of an early love for the New Orleans Hornets, as they were back then. And Quincy Pondexter was a player. And I've just realised I've been completely done by my sort of bias towards them and uh, early hero worship of outstanding players such as him. So, uh, yeah, the good news is I'm 2-0 down, but I'm starting to pick where this is all going wrong for me, so I could, hopefully I can make some adjustments out of the timeout. It's, it's, you've got bounce-back ability, in the words of the <laughs> Ian Dowie. Yeah. Okay, so a very, very important round here to stay afloat for Anthony Gale. Uh, this round is, is round three. It's the dated a Kardashian round. So this round focuses on NBA players who have been publicly linked to members of the Kardashian family, one of which I have obviously made up. So let's hope your celebrity gossip is on point for this one. Okay, so I'm going to name the options now as a list. Khloe Kardashian dated James Harden. Kendall Jenner dated Jordan Clarkson. 
Courtney Kardashian dated Chandler Parsons. I can hear some clicks. I'm going to have to fire out a warning that somebody is going to live, lose points if I hear any more clicking or typing. But I'm going to hand this one over to Nick I, I just like how neither of us owned up to anything then. That was proper school, school, school class, like, telling off by the teacher. But the fact that you stuck together yeah. almost makes me proud. Honour amongst uh, thieves. So, to repeat, Chloe Kardashian dated James Harden, Kendall Jenner dated Jordan Clarkson, Courtney Kardashian dated Chandler Parsons. And Nick, what are your thoughts first? Sorry, we're going to have to stop there. I, I uh, disconnected, so I, I just came back in just as you asked me what I thought the answer was. I didn't hear any of it. <clears throat> Which explains the clicking. It was innocent after all. <laughs> That's fine. So, you know what? It's um, Basically, I became... I started to accuse both of you of cheating. It, got really, it did get really dark. Uh, I was typing that I thought I disconnected. I don't know if you even got that. No, I don't think I did. Oh, but, okay. Um, is your connection sound now, Nick? Because we're going to keep this this in. I'm back. Okay. So the options are: Chloe Kardashian dated James Harden, Kendall Jenner dated Jordan Clarkson, and Courtney Kardashian dated Chandler Parsons. Which one of those is a lie, Nick? This is a difficult one because I know all of those players have dated Kardashians. So I know that the lie is probably based on exactly which one dated that player. So, um, whichever one you said for Chandler Parsons, I'm guessing one out of three. Okay, so Ant. Um, just to clarify, do I have to select a different one, or uh... you can select whichever one you think is a lie. Ah, okay. Um, I'll go for just because I, I I can't remember anything interesting about Chandler Parsons apart from the, when he, the whole stories of him signing for the Dallas Mavericks in a nightclub with um, Mark Cuban. So I'll I'll go that Chandler Parsons and Courtney was it? Courtney Kardashian. I'll yes. go I'll go for that as the lie. Okay. Well, I can reveal that the score now stands at three one because you are both correct on Chandler Parsons not dating Ooh. Courtney Kardashian. He did, however, as Nick alluded to, date Kendall Jenner. Um, and are you listening, TMZ? Because we are smashing the living daylights out of this one. <laughs> uh, so 3-1, there is still light at the end of the tunnel here for Anthony Gale. Their lawyer, uh, the TMZ lawyers are going to be on the phone to you in the morning, mate. It's going to be a heroic effort for Anthony Gale to come back into this. Um, but I'm on the edge of my seat, personally. Um, Gets it alive. Round, round four is the embarrassing injury round. Bang! This round will focus on humiliating ailments suffered by NBA players. I will name three incidents, and you have to identify the one that hashtag didn't happen. So... Here we go. 
During his time with the Phoenix Suns in 1994, Charles Barkley missed a game after burning the first layers of his corneas by accidentally applying body lotion to them at an Eric Clapton concert. In 2001, during his time in New York, Latrell Sprewell was forced to miss time due to a groin strain. This injury did not take place on the court, however. Sprewell did this while attempting the splits, recreating the music video for Michael Jackson's Bad. And finally, former Sacramento King Lionel Simmons missed two games in the early 90s with wrist tendonitis caused by overplaying his Nintendo Game Boy. So, what do you think, Ant? Um... I think the what was the second option again? I'll go through the options again Thank in you. less detail. Okay, so Charles Barkley missed a game after burning his, the first layers of his corneas by accidentally applying body lotion to them in an Eric Clapton concert. In 2001, during his time in New York, Latrell Sprewell uh, did the splits and injured his groin, uh, but he didn't do it on the court. Obviously, he was trying to recreate the music video for Michael Jackson's Bad. And former Sacramento King Lionel Simmons missed two games in the early 90s with wrist tendonitis caused by overplaying his Nintendo Game Boy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> nothing's off the table with Barkley. So I... And I'm a sucker for 90s nostalgia, so I want the last one to be true. So I'm going to go for Sprewell because um, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I think that the the Michael Jackson bad dance, it's a bit, it's a bit selective info, and I don't know if that would have come out. Um, so yeah, the Spree, that's the lie. Okay, Nick, I'm going to agree because I don't remember the Sprewell one happening. I'm, I know the Barkley one has happened. And if you have made up a story about Lionel Simmons, I'm going to be really impressed that you've plucked him out of the the ether. So I'm going for Sprewell. That is very good logic. I can reveal that, unfortunately, for Anthony Gale, that means that Nick Whitfield has won oh. for today. However, we are going to continue because there is pride to play for. And also because I have one more question to ask. Well, I could technically tie it. Or was it first that- three? No, it is no because it's currently four one. Oh, uh, oh yeah, we're not doing cricket two, rules. My two. bad. Sorry. My, no, my bad because it's four two because you both just got that one right. So four two. Ah. But you can close the deficit because that's what it, it's all about, and that sounds, <laughs> that's why we play. That's why we play. Yeah. And it also sounds incredibly political. But we're going to the fifth and final round, uh, a.k.a. Nick Whitfield's victory lap. (laughs) Well played, Nick. And it's called the Did He Really Play? Did He Really Play There round? I don't care. No matter what he said. Who is he? This one is simple. I'm going to state three facts and you'll have to identify the incorrect answer. Keith Bogans played for the Dallas Mavericks. Phil Pressey played for the Phoenix Suns. Von Wafer played for the Boston Celtics. Nick, what are you going for? Sorry, can I have them one more time? What was the second one? So I'll go through them again. Bogans Mavs. Bogans Mavs. 
Phil, Phil Pressey, Phoenix Suns. Von Wafer, Boston Celtics. Oh, that's tough. I think I remember Von Wafer playing for the Celtics. Maybe my mind's playing tricks on me, so I'm ruling that one out. Between the other two, I will go for Bogans and the Mavs, I think. Anthony? I I seem to remember Presley playing for the Suns. Um, Nick sounded confident that Wafer played for the Celtics, so I'm going to just steal that off, off him. And I'll also go Bogans to the Mavs, as I've got nothing to lose and nothing to gain. And the final score for today finishes on 5-3 to Nick Whitfield. Do you have any words um, uh, to reflect how you truly feel at the moment, Nick? As we speak, my name is being crafted onto a championship belt, Rashid Wallace style. Excellent. And Ant, how are you going to kind of uh, take this and try and learn going forward? Um, a lot of lessons. There's a lot of lessons to be learned here. Um, just need to... Time to go away, reflect, and, uh, you know, this loss hurts, there's no doubt about it, but uh, I'll be back, hopefully, if you'll have me. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, feel like I was beat by a worthy winner, so uh, no arguments there. Congratulations, Nick. Um, I'm going to do this. This was basically going to be the option. It was going to be a tiebreaker, but just, just almost this is going to be the kind of Carabao Cup to the Premier League here. I'm, I'm going to give you a little side competition. It also gives and considering it's our first episode and I also asked him to do it seven minutes before we were due to go online. Um, I'm going to give him a chance for a little final victory. Yeah, What um, he's saying is next goal wins. <laughs> not quite next goal wins. The title belt is firmly around Nick Whitfield's um, I'm, I have no idea why I continued to call you by your entire name, Nick, but um, it's Firmly around your waist, you are the champion. But let's just play for a little bit of pride here. I'm going to list the NBA teams that a specific player has represented during their time in the league. The first person to shout out who the correct player is uh, wins this side competition. So, Can I just ask before you list the teams, are they in order of when they played for them? I'm going to say the years. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Drafted by the Los Angeles Clippers in 2001. Immediately traded to the Chicago Bulls also in 2001. Moved to the New Orleans Hornets in 2006. Traded to the Charlotte Bobcats in 2009. Shipped to the Dallas Mavericks in 2010. Tyson Charles. Oh, oh God. Off the top rope. Oh. Um, I mean that that actually doesn't help in any way, and does it? That that just kind of worsens the feeling. I know, I know, um, I know. I'd 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 say this. People will think I'm just going to say this, but I cannot stress the split second that I was a, as soon as as soon as the Mavs one came in. I could I could actually hear the pain. Yeah, I I hope I hope that came across as genuine because I was. I was about to shout. I was like, weird enough. I was about to shout my surname like that was a buzzer, and then um, I know it just, like you were claiming a header on a. Like on you a wouldn't be able to tell between, yeah, like yeah, like you wouldn't be able to tell between uh, our voices. But um, 
no, that was quite quite a good quite a good one because you definitely if you're going to do that you definitely want to get like you know if we shout out on the first two, that just shows your lack of uh, sort of choosing a good player as a host. But that was a that was a that was a good one to start with. Well, to be fair, congrat. I mean, major kudos to Nick Whitfield because he he actually shouted the name, and you were, you know, reportedly about to shout the name halfway through the list. I mean, we we got to Dallas Mavericks before he shouted it out, but we yeah. still had New York Knicks, back to the the Mavs, Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Lakers, and now signed by the Rockets and remains there. Um, I was actually I was thinking Tyson Chandler as soon as you said Bulls in that year I was thinking him and Eddie Curry and then you said Pelican so I was kind of sure it was him already but then I have no recollection of him playing for the Bobcats which threw me off a little bit yeah it was traded to the Bobcats in 2009 and then shipped to the Mavericks in 2010 for obviously the uh, the championship run Nick was that no, com- no Nick was that confident that I wasn't going to jump in. He thought he just he allowed himself. He was like, "I'll let this go a few more teams, and then I'll just to be sure." He just he just wanted to let it stew in I his just, head before. Yeah, he I'll just get it. that 2010, 2011 Mavs title in there, and then I'll uh, I'll lock in on this. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, as confirmed, I mean now completely unanimous. Nick is the original holder of the double clutch, two truths, one lie title belt. Um, congratulations to Nick. I don't know about you guys, but I had a tremendous time. Thank you to everybody who has listened to this new experimental episode. And hopefully um, Nick will get a chance to defend his title soon. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Double Clutch UK. Until next time, wash your hands, stay inside and let's ride this one out together. 